Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 14 of Soul Food titled The Masters. In this episode, we're going to talk about the story of the lions. We're going to talk about witnessing only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then finally, we'll talk about the masters and the kings. In this section, as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with him and grant him his mercy, he talks about the states of the righteous, these people who are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says that these people who are chosen by Allah, who have dedicated themselves entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the awliya and the salihin, these elect servants and righteous servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the true masters. They are the people who are granted the highest degrees of nobility and majesty, not the people of the world. Once, a group of scholars, he tells the story, went to visit a righteous man they heard was very blessed. So they arrived, and when they prayed Maghrib behind this sheikh, he had a particular accent that affected his recitation of the Qur'an. So his recitation of the Qur'an wasn't perfect, but that was due to not any deficiency or laziness in tajweed, but just due to the fact that he had an accent. So after they prayed behind him, they said to each other, you know, this trip was for nothing. You know, this man doesn't even recite the Qur'an that well. And this shows, unfortunately, how people judge based merely on superficial outward things. And we see that even in our lives today. Someone has a really beautiful voice when they're reciting Qur'an, and people are impressed by that. And it is a good thing. Or someone looks a particular way, has a big beard, or whatever it may be, and people immediately assume that this person must be qualified. But there's much more to it than just that. So they said, you know, he doesn't even recite Qur'an well, so this trip was for nothing. So then the next morning, they went to bathe in a river. And as they're in the river and they're bathing and they're washing themselves, a lion comes and sits down on their clothes while they're in the river. So then they're bewildered. They don't know what to do. Do we get out? Do we try to approach our clothes? Do we stay still? What if we move and he jumps in after us? What if we try to get our clothes and he attacks us? So they're completely stuck. So as they're in this state, uh, the sheikh passes by. And then he sees the lion and he walks up to the lion and he grabs the lion by the ear. And he says to the lion, this is the sheikh that they came to visit who they thought really wasn't that special. He grabs the lion by the ear and he says, didn't I tell you not to bother my, my guests? Go away, get out of here. And the lion ran off scared. So then they were amazed and they came out and they put their clothes on and they apologized to this righteous man. They said, you know, when we prayed behind you, we didn't think that highly of you because of 
the accent in your recitation. But now we see that you're even able to approach a lion and you're not scared of the lion and the lion is scared of you. So then he said to them, don't be amazed by this because you fixed only your outward form so you fear the lion. Whereas we fixed the inward reality with Allah, our hearts, so the lion feared us. And as far-fetched as these stories might seem, they've happened many times in Islamic history. There's stories of the Sahaba that had similar situations. One of the righteous, Sayyidina Malik ibn Dinar, he had some guests who came and visited him, and as they were leaving, he bid them farewell and wished them well on their journey. So a short while after that, they come back. And he said, what brought you back? They said, we saw a lion on the road. And he asked them, he said, are you afraid of lions? And they said, who isn't afraid of lions? It's a lion. And then Sayyidina Malik bin Dinar, he went with them. And then he said to the lion, leave my guests alone and go on your way. And the lion left and they were able to pass safely. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he subjugates people to what they're afraid of. And if they only fear him, then he suffices them from all of creation. He takes care of all of their fears. But if they fear created things, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subjugates them to those things. So this brings us to the next point, witnessing only Allah. Al-Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim, rahimahullah, he then says, this is because whenever they look at something, these righteous people, the masters, they only witness Allah, the exalted at that moment, before it or after it. Allah does not dwell within anything, nor does anything dwell within Him, but nothing is completely isolated from Him. So these people in everything, whether in that very moment, or right before it, or right after it, they witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it doesn't mean that Allah is in that thing, but they witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree, His power, His will, His causing things to be as they are. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subjugates creation to those who fear Him and witness Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they don't fear anything but Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this is the state of the messengers, alayhim as-salam. الَّذِينَ يُبَلِّغُونَ رِسَالَاتِ اللَّهِ وَيَخْشَوْنَهُ وَلَا يَخْشَوْنَ أَحَدًا إِلَّا اللَّهِ That is the way of those prophets who deliver the messages of Allah and fear Him and fear no one but Allah. They fear no one but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim says, how can you behold other than him? Because everything else is creation. Its origin is nothingness and non-existence. And it points to the one who created it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim says, I swear twice by Allah, without being obliged to swear nor being boastful. And he is 17 years old when he wrote this book. He says, I have not witnessed, nor have my eyes seen anything except that I witnessed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during it, before it, or after it. In my entire life, I have always witnessed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are a rare few who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives them an opening from very early on. 
and as Sheikh Abu Bakr bin Salim radiyallahu anhu, he's one of these rare people. Even in his lifetime, he was known to be extraordinary. Even his shiyukh were amazed with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him. But the point here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his actions, his attributes, his beauty, his perfection, his majesty, is deserving of being witnessed in every moment. Is deserving of being witnessed in every moment. And that when a person sees other things, they're actually falling from that lofty degree that is mentioned here and described here. So this brings us to the final point, the masters and kings. You know, in the worldly sense, we're absorbed in people of power and wealth and fame and royalty. And we think that those people have influence. You know, but that's that perceived influence is actually very weak. And those people that we think are so powerful and influential, they don't have any power or ability to themselves. There is no power nor ability except save by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the time of the Pharaoh, he was so powerful and influential that people thought he was a god. He told them to worship him. And you see his end. He wasn't able to even save himself from drowning. So who are the true masters in reality? Who are the people who are noble and worthy of admiration? The people who are the true masters, the people of real nobility, are those who have realized their servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're the true masters. And these people, outwardly, they might wear simple clothes. They might not be especially attractive. They might not be wealthy or even educated. You might even find some of them who are illiterate. But they are the kings and queens of piety. They are those who are entered into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's courtyard. They are given degrees of nearness to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are always men and women in every time who are granted those lofty degrees. When they submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will, they only want what Allah wants. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates them. And as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam said previously, whoever obeys Allah, everything obeys Him. So these are the true kings. And then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam, he has some lines of poetry. He says, I chose the humility of poverty over the pride of wealth. For truly contentment, qana'a, being content with whatever Allah decrees, for truly contentment is a rank above all others. It is a rank above all others. And then he wrote other lines of poetry. We are the true kings, not others. By Allah, there are no kings found other than us. He's talking about righteous people. Kings, in the worldly sense, have no dominion except by name. And with this, they boast and cause corruption. That they're not the real kings of piety, of servitude, of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there's another great scholar and righteous wali, Sidi Abu Madian al Ghoth, a spiritual master, he also said, ma illa 
There is no pleasure in life except accompanying those who have realized their servitude to Allah, the fuqara, people of poverty, meaning that they're always in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Humus salatinu wasadatu wal umara. They are the sultans, the masters, and the princes. And if you look at the kings of the world, their entire lives are plagued with trying to hold on to the little bit of the world that they've been given. And they might even be betrayed by their own family members. And they can't protect themselves from whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees for them of sickness and old age and all of these difficulties that the world comes with. So why would anyone busy themselves and desire that kind of kingdom when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the doors for the heavenly kingdom, the kingdom of the heart, which is attained through servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to adjust our standards to really see honor through this lens and not through the lens of fame and wealth and beauty and all of that kind of stuff because all of that fades very quickly. And then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim, he concludes this section and he says, honor with Allah, honor with other than Allah. Seeking honor with other than Allah is true humiliation. And seeking honor by Allah's honor is in reality true honor. So this brings us to the call to action. When you look for value, because as human beings, we seek that. We want to be respected. We want to be valuable. And we think that we're going to achieve that through other people giving us their attention or having a place in their hearts. So when you look for that value or respect or a sense of self-worth, find it in something that is purely between you and Allah. In other words, have a secret act of worship that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about. It can be a dua, it can be dhikr, it can be two rak'ahs before you go to sleep that no one has to know about. It can be charity. Whatever it is, have something that is secret just between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and realize and know that you attain a greater sense of value and worth through that than you do through impressing created beings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and that he grants us the highest levels of nobility and servitude and sincerity. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.